stuff floating around outside. Other than that, it's going to be a pretty decent day today. How are you? Good morning. And we're moving right along in May. I can't believe that it's already May 24th, Memorial Day weekend coming up this weekend. We have family four-packs to see the Gunslingers this coming Sunday for military appreciation. Uh, be listening at 5.50 and 6.50. Your chance to win coming up right here on 5.50 KTSA FM 1071 over on the Troy Ware page, KTSA.com. There's Elaine and Jimmy and Don Morgan, and we're all here at 210-599-5555. As I go through these stories, tell you what I think about them. Uh, feel free to comment yourself either by calling me, which I prefer, or you can uh, text if, if that works better for you. And, again, that's 210-599-5555. I have to push back on ABC this morning. Of course, they've, uh, you know, on the TV, they've got these people that just read the teleprompter. Whatever's put in the teleprompter, they'll just read it, you know. It doesn't matter. They don't think about the news other than the, what they're doing and what they're reading. Uh, you know, most of the time when they leave the, the station, they just go on with their lives. They don't even think about what's going on. They don't pay attention to the news. So they can't get the pronunciations of the names right or any of that kind of stuff. And whatever the Washington Post, the New York Times, and Associated Press writes is what they read, okay, because it shows up on the teleprompter. Let me just read the stupid words that's in front of me. And that's what goes on. The Republicans are not causing the debt ceiling crisis by holding your Medicaid hostage. Sorry, that's not true. That's down live from the pit of hell. It smells like smoke, as I like to say. No and no and no. <laughs> that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is the Republicans got their deal put together weeks ago. They passed it over in the House weeks ago. And the president said, I'm not negotiating. And he even left the country to keep from negotiating, went to Japan. So that's the truth of the matter. Republicans aren't holding anything hostage. They would like to cut spending, okay? They're not cutting programs such as Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. They're not cutting those programs. It's not happening. That's a lie. What they are doing is saying we need to reduce spending in America if we're going to keep America. And they're 100% correct on all of that, okay? Uh, but so far, the White House has said we're not going to cut spending. In fact, the White House wants to increase spending. It wants to add more spending to drive us deeper into debt, to collapse our monetary system, to yank your dollars and cents away from you, to replace it with digital currency. That's coming. Prepare for that. Meanwhile, he, Biden is hell-bent on spending more next year and adding more debt. And so Kevin McCarthy has told the House members to be flexible for this weekend and next week when they're supposed to be off, uh, just in case they have to be around to sign off on something. There is one more time. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it over and over again because we have new listeners every 10 minutes on this show. There is ample money to be able to pay the interest on the debt. A default is not necessary, and this has nothing to do with the 14th Amendment. People who are constitutionally ignorant are easily led astray by this discussion of the 14th Amendment. This has nothing to do with the 14th Amendment. The president may not create new spending, and he may not allocate funds the Constitution, uh, the, the first, the very first part of the Constitution is very clear that the House of Representatives, they initiate the bills for money, for spending. They control the purse, purse strings. Why? Well, because we elect new ones every two years. 
and it was designed that way to be closest to you so that if you're mad at the amount of money they're spending, you can kick them out, you can vote the bums out and put new guys in that aren't going to spend that amount of money. Now, Americans don't do that because they're fat and lazy, okay? Yeah, Phil Graham was right back in 1995 when he said we're fat and lazy. And, oh, boy, cost him his, his Senate career. But he was right. And so here we are, and we're facing once again a debt ceiling. And no, it's not going to tank the, the country. We're not going anywhere. Um, they, they have plenty of money to be able to pay the interest on the note. Lots of money. M- much more than what's necessary to pay the interest on the note. And they have to prioritize it, and they have to pay that. And so by virtue of that fact, they will avoid a default in the United States, period. End of story. Now, will there be changes to spending? Um, well, you got to prioritize what you spend, just like you do, just like I do, when you're facing tough times at home. And that's what the, that's what the country is facing. The country actually is in bankruptcy right now. We haven't filed with the courts, for, you know, Chapter 11 or 7, but the country is in bankruptcy. We're a bankrupt nation as far as money is concerned. $34 trillion in debt. So that's that's basically where we are. But don't let the news gaslight you into saying that the whole thing is brought to this crisis point to make Republicans look bad. And the Republicans are the ones, for a change, who got out in front of this and passed a piece of legislation. It's old man Joe Biden who says, ah, I can make the Republicans look bad on this deal because the media is on my side. And he's the one who's refused to negotiate anything on this. I refuse to negotiate. He said it very clearly. The Surgeon General for the United States, Vivek Murthy, now says that social media use among teenagers is a public health issue. It truly is. He issued a public health advisory yesterday saying that social media in teenagers exacerbates mental health conditions such as anxiety, depression, and body dysmorphia. That 95% of kiddos between 13 and 17 use social media and more than a third say they use social media constantly, constantly. In 2021, there was a report that 8th and 10th graders spent an average of three and a half hours a day on social media. That's up over four hours now. Researchers found that teens who spent three hours a day on social media faced double the risk of developing symptoms of depression and anxiety. That's a fact. Nearly every teenager in America is using social media, and our children are unknowing participants in a decades-long experiment because we have no idea how this is going to turn out. We don't. There's been no research done on how this ends up, the amount of social media time that they're, they're spending. What we do know, according to research, is that by placing limits on social media, you can improve mental health. In fact, a study found limiting daily social media use to 30 minutes over three weeks lowered depression scores by more than 35%. Think about that. We'd have 35% less depression in America if you just limited social media use to 30 minutes over three weeks. Wow. The report states that social media websites are designed to maximize user engagement that the platforms use methods like push notifications, infinite scroll, and algorithms created or curated from a user's data to keep them on the sites as long as possible. That's all true. We all know that it was designed to do that. 
And then researchers have also found that excessive social media use can restructure the brain in a similar way that gambling and sub substance abuse does. That it's that whole thing about, man, dopamine, dopamine, got to have that hit, got to have that hit, got to have that hit. All addiction, all addiction is tied to that. Whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's cigarettes, all addictions are tied to that dopamine hit. Got to have it. And social media is designed the exact same way. The longer they keep your kiddo on social media, the more they can sell to the marketers who use it. About 75% of teens think that they are being manipulated to stay on social media platforms longer than they intend to. They may think in their head, well, I'm going to go on, I'm going to stay on for you know, a short amount of time. The next thing you know, four hours later, four hours on the average, they've been on social media. And more researchers are finding that TikTok has led to the changes in teens' brain, re actually rewiring teens' brains, much like marijuana use does. The Chinese app, found to be recommending videos promoting self-harm and eating disorders to American children, while supplying information for the future to Chinese children. Here's the bottom line. I've seen it myself. In fact, you guys know that I went and I uh, performed a, a wedding ceremony on Saturday, and we were in uh, Sisterdale. And uh, I saw a young person there who did not have access because there's, there, we were in a cell-free zone. There was no cell service there where we were. And the Wi-Fi was down. This young person that I, that I was talking to was having an absolute meltdown because they could not access their social media. They couldn't get on Snapchat. They couldn't because there was no way. The phone didn't work. And this person was absolutely freaked. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I flew, well, it was last weekend, weekend before last, I flew out to Las Vegas for one day. It was in and out because my, uh, my wife's young brother got married. And I have no interest in staying in Las Vegas for five minutes, right? But we had promised him we would come to his wedding. So we flew to Vegas and went to the wedding and flew home. We left San Antonio at about this time on Saturday morning. And we got home about midnight or 1 o'clock Saturday night. So that's how quick that trip was. We didn't stay there any length of time. And my phone was here. <laughs> It stayed in San Antonio. Never even made it to the airport. It was in the charger at home. And I got to tell you, it was it was a little disconcerting when I first realized that I didn't have my phone. I got on the airplane. I went, I don't have my phone because I, I usually connect my phone to my headphones so I can listen to music. I'm, I, I have a hearing impairment, so I put my headphones on to listen to music because I can't talk to anybody on an airplane. It's too noisy. So. Uh, as I'm flying along, I realize I don't have my music. I can't listen to my songs on my headphones because my phone is at home. But you know what? I survived. I made it. There was no problem. But people in younger generations, Generation Z, they can't stand to be without it. And now it's a public health emergency, says the Surgeon General uh, Vivek Murthy. And I, I do agree with him. If you want to talk about that, 210-599-5555. Elon Musk. We'll be doing an interview later on tonight. I'll tell you more about that coming up next. Tradeware KTSA. Hello, this is Dr. Mark. Ha 
Nine, it's 522. Some rain around. We've had some storms overnight and stuff like that. It's pretty heavy rain in some of the areas, so you might give yourself a couple of minutes to get in. There might be some ponding and pooling and stuff like that going on. 210-599-5555. Well, tonight is the night. Elon Musk is going to interview Governor Ron DeSantis on Twitter with the worst-kept secret in all of America. He's going to announce his run for the presidency. Now, his wife, Casey, uh, she put up something pretty interesting on um uh, on Twitter last night, this is going to be cut number two, Jimmy, where uh, she said, this is really big news if it's true and it's an ad talking about the future of America. Now, let me describe it to you so you can see it in your mind. As the guy is talking, Ron DeSantis is walking into an area. Obviously, it looks like a backstage area because you see all the curtains. And then you see the flag kind of backwards as he stands behind it, the flag of the United States. And then as the announcer continues to go through his announcing, uh, Ron DeSantis then adjusts his jacket, adjusts his sleeves, and then walks up the steps next to the American flag. Obviously, he's going to stand in front of the flag of the United States and deliver a really big speech. So that's the visual to this. They call it faith because in the face of darkness, you can see that brighter future. A faith that our best days lay ahead of us. But is it worth the fight? Do I have the courage? Is it worth the sacrifice? America has been worth it every single time. And there he goes. He walks up on the stage, obviously going to make some sort of announcement, and that's going to happen tonight. Now, that is the worst-kept secret in politics. We've known for, what, a couple of years now, at least a year that Ron DeSantis was going to get into this presidential contest, and that's going to ha- happen formally tonight. Tim Scott raised $2 million the first 24 hours that he was formally in the contest. So that's basically what you got. And I, I have no idea whether or not this stuff that former attorney Ty Cobb to Donald Trump is saying, and that's Donald Trump is going to end up probably in serving jail time over, uh, over Mar-a-Lago. First of all, that's going to cause rioting in the streets. That's the first thing. Uh, not saying that that's what I want, but in fact, I, I don't want that, but that's what that's going to cause. And and secondly, how are you going to put him in jail and not Joe Biden, who has the same documents or worse spread all over the country, right? From U- University of Pennsylvania up to his garage where his car is and all kinds of different places that we now know Joe Biden has had these secret documents. So this is... This is going to be interesting to see if they're actually going to be able to press a case against Donald Trump. But they're going to try. They, I, I'm just warning you ahead of time they're going to try. I'm also warning you ahead of time that somebody else is getting into the presidential contest. She's back. And they just might be done with Joe Biden. Joe Biden might be done because if this, if this Hunter thing ever sees the light of day, it could absolutely crater this president's uh, this president's presidency. It could, and Hillary is smelling blood in the water. She is a shark, isn't she? Uh huh. So a couple of days ago, I told you that she said that uh, Joe Biden's age is a deal. It's an important issue, and we need to pay pay attention to it. It is a problem. His age is a problem, so on and so forth. And then now she's tweeting and talking about how awful Florida is under Ron DeSantis. And all this nonsense is being put out by the Democrats about Florida being the worst state we've ever seen. They're killing black people down in Florida. If you're black, don't go to Florida because they're killing black people. Yeah, that's right. Ron DeSantis himself is doing it. That's right. You show up in Florida, 
Ron DeSantis is going to kill you. <laughs> it's just the stupidity of all of this. Since since Joe Biden became president, Florida has one million new residents who escaped blue states and blue cities such as New York City, right? They are fleeing to Florida and the freedom of Florida like crazy. And we're talking about people of all colors. So don't buy this stuff. But back to Hillary. Yeah, she listen, she wants to be president. And she may figure at this point vice president might get her there. I've said it all along. If you vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for Kamala Harris. You are, because Joe's not going to fulfill a second term. He's not going to be able to do it. Physically, he won't be able to do a second term all, all four years. It's an impossibility. Probably two years, and then the vice president, whoever that might be, takes over at that point, and hoping that they're going to have that person serve 10 years because that person can serve the two of the remaining and then eight years as president. Huh. Isn't that interesting that now Hillary is raising her ugly head? Maybe she wants to be vice president so she can be president for 10 years. Wouldn't that serve her well? <laughs> well, bring it on. <laughs> Put her back into the middle of it. The politics of rage. We'll talk about that when we get back. Trey Ware, KTSA. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed. Where? In the car. Anytime. Anytime. Everywhere. Get the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts. No fighting. We got the refugees. No fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man wanna speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Because Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. You know who she's dating so now? Tom Cruise. What fun that must be. 536 now at KTSA. Good morning. And we got a little bit of rain around this morning. We had some pretty heavy uh, downpours earlier, as a matter of fact. And we might see that again later this afternoon and overnight again, like this time tomorrow morning. But the weekend, if you've got plans for Memorial Weekend, it's going to be great. I got plans. I'll be at the football game on Sunday afternoon. And we got a family four-pack to see the Gunslingers this coming Sunday. Listen, at 5.50 and 6.50 this morning, your chance to win coming up here at KTSA. It's called the Politics of Rage. A couple of days ago, we played for you the Nebraska lawmaker who was screaming at the top of her lungs, beating on the lectern we need trans we want trans 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 we love trans we need trans we need train all that right um and now you've got this uh, professor professor rodriguez at this hunter college who walked up to a table that was being hosted by some young conservative men young 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 conservative men and it was talking about chemical abortions and they had facts about chemical abortions on the table and she walked up, and she just loses her mind. You're triggering my students. I can't believe. Why are you doing it? And then she starts throwing their stuff, the stuff that they had set up on the table. They stayed perfectly calm. They played it great. They were like the kid when the little drummer man came up to the kid. Remember that? When a drummer man came up to the kid? And it costs the CNN and several other news outlets hundreds of millions. He's very rich now because he just stood there and smiled. 
And that's basically what these guys at Hunter College did. They just stood there while she started throwing their stuff everywhere. The video has gone viral now. A lot of people have seen it. So New York Post sends a reporter to her apartment to ask her about it. Knocks on the door. She opens the door, takes a machete against the throat of the New York Times reporter. I mean, New York Post reporter. Now, Hunter College has fired her. She's no longer a professor at Hunter College. But I have a question. Why isn't her ass in jail? No, no, no. I know the answer. It's a rhetorical question. I'm going to give you the answer in a second. But you know if you took a machete to somebody's throat. Now, thank God he wasn't injured. She said, I'm going to chop you up. I'm going to chop you up. But if you did that, immediately cops would be hauling you off. Why? Because she's a black woman. She didn't go to jail because she's a black woman. I'm telling you the facts. This happens to be in New York where Alvin Bragg is the DA. And no, 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 you can't do anything up there. So she's been totally uh, free to go. Free to go. She has not been arrested. Now, I want to know this. Why? Where are they? Where are the protests on the streets? How come nobody's protesting in What's this? Yeah, yeah, Daniel Perry in jail. Well, that's exactly right. Daniel Perry's in jail, and and she's not. And she actually took a machete to this guy's throat. Didn't hurt him. Didn't hurt him. But why hasn't she been arrested for that? Well, I just told you the answer. We have a two-tiered system of justice here in the United States. We see it politically, and we see it play it out on the streets. George Soros has hired these people, and they are running these various areas, like Bear County, the way George Soros wants them to run it. So it's hands-off, total hands-off. A reporter doing his job goes to follow up on this big news story that's gone viral, and everybody's talking about this. So he goes to get her side of it, which actually could have benefited her had she come out and had a rational discussion with him why she lost her stuff at the uh, at the table. She might have been able to make some sense. But instead, she took a machete to this guy, and, oh, it's fine. You could take a machete to a reporter if you want to. Threaten to kill him. Go ahead. That's all right. Threaten to kill with a deadly weapon, uh, that's against the law. <laughs> you can't do that. But because of who she is and because of her skin color, it's all right. You can do it all day long. Don't worry about it. Well, Target has held an emergency meeting trying to avoid a Bud Light situation. Um, what these woke corporations are running up against now, like Disney, they just laid off another 2,500 yesterday, like Bud Light. By the way, I, I went to the HEBs yesterday, and you know, a lot of the beer, because it's Memorial Weekend, has been picked through. Not Bud Light. You can get Bud Light all day long. I didn't look at the expiration date on it, but I know that's old Bud Light sitting at the HEB. There's a ton of it sitting there, man, a ton. So um, Target says, uh-oh, we're going to have the same deal here, so – they had an emergency meeting. What do we do? What do we do? You know what they did, right? You're well aware of this. They put this ridiculous trans nonsense up front for Pride Month. And this social media influencer by the name of Kaylee Campbell Layton, I don't know if you've seen this video, but she went to Target and uh, showed exactly what's there. Because what the media told you was there and what is actually there is 
Not true. <laughs> the media lied to you by omission on what is actually at Target. She showed it to you. They have a baby onesie swimming suit that is a binding swimming suit for a baby. Do baby do baby girls have breasts? I mean actual breasts that have developed. Do they? Do they have any reason to bind a baby? Baby, a onesie. I'm talking about a little tiny infant baby. Is there any reason to bind a ba- baby girl's breasts? Anything? Any reason why? Now, you know what binding is. That's where grown women who have breasts bind them down to look like a male. I'm sorry, but every single baby girl, I'm talking about infants, months, a few months old, they don't have breasts that have developed. They don't. There's no reason to have binding bathing suits. Now, guess what else they have? They have one-piece baby bathing suits, infant bathing suits with tucking spaces. You know what tucking is? It's where you take the penis and you tuck it to hide it to look like a girl. <laughs> Sorry to be so graphic at 5.43 in the morning, but this, I, this is reality. This is what's going on at your neighborhood Target. Baby swimsuits with tucking space to hide the baby boy's penis to make him look like a girl in a girl's swimsuit. An infant. You do realize how irrational and just flat stupid this stuff is, right? Well, not according to the CEO over at Target. Brian Cornell says, look, quote, I think this is just good business decisions and the right thing for society. It's a great thing for our brand. The things we've done from a DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint, well, it's adding value to Target. It's helping us drive sales. It's building greater engagement with both our teams and our guests, and those are just the right things for our business today. Hmm. Then why did you have an emergency meeting, Mr. Cornell, and tell particular stores just interesting that these stores are in the south that he told to go hide that merchandise in the back of the store it was in the front of the store the first thing you saw when you walked into target was all that nonsense trans nonsense and now they're moving it to the back of the store why why are you trying to hide it now man i I thought it was good for business i thought it was the right decision to make now i'll tell you this i haven't been in target since years ago when they said that boys can go in the girls bathroom i was done I have not gone back into a Target since then. And <laughs> you forget about me going into a Target now. What do you think about that? Do you think little baby boys, baby boys, infants, being put into a girl's one-piece bathing suit by their mama and daddy, because that's who would do that, right? He's an infant. He's not deciding what he's going to wear should have a tucking space to hide his penis so there's not a bulge? Do you think that that's the right thing to do? And do you think that a retailer like Target should be selling those things? Now, they can if they want to, but they can also face the backlash that they're obviously scared spitless of right now, and that's why they're making the changes that they're making. Or do you think that they should be selling a little girl's, and I'm talking about an infant girl's bathing suit that has binding material in it, to bind her non-existent breasts so she looks like a boy? What do you think? 210-599-5555. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. I can't wait for what's next. Even- hey, it's 551 now, KTSA, 210-599-5555. All right, so um, I want you to win tickets right now. Family four-pack. 
to see the Gunslingers this coming Sunday. It's Military Appreciation Day, so it's going to be uh, half-off tickets for military folks. There's going to have they're going to have 500 uh, patriotic military hats for those who show up first, the first 500. Uh, meet and greet of the players after the game is over with. I'm going to say a few words about those who paid the ultimate sacrifice so we could be free, and I would love for you and three of your closest friends to join me there on Sunday. Just call 210-599-5555 right now, and a family four-pack of tickets will be yours to see the Gunslingers this coming Sunday. 210-599-5555. Call now, and I look forward to meeting you on Sunday at the Gunslingers game. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is calling on the House Speaker Dade Phelan to resign. He says, the Attorney General does, the Speaker was drunk. That's what he says. And there's a video that's going around, and I'm going to play some of the sound for you here in a second. Now, Jimmy has edited out some of the dead spots, you know, so you don't get dead air in there. But uh, just describe it to you. Speaker Phelan is standing at the lectern. He's got the big, huge gavel in his hand. And somebody is having to tell him what to do and when to do it. And he's very unsteady. I mean, it looks like he wants to fall down. And his words are very, very slurred. The video, if you watch the video, you can, I mean, clearly something's wrong. And I'll I'll address that after this. Listen to this. The speaker, I'll move adoption. Mr. Campbell, send an amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has none. Amendment is adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill. The chair recognizes Ms. Niave Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. Um. Unfortunately, it sounds a lot like Joe Biden, right? Um, Barring any kind of physical something going on, you know? And that could be – there's a myriad of things that we have seen over the years that people can go through. We've seen anchors on TV that have completely passed out on TV and their blood sugar got low or they were dehydrated or something and they came back the next night and said, I'm fine now, but, man, that was something. Or, unfortunately, something like a stroke or something like that can be part of it as well. But barring anything like that, i I got to say the AG has a case to say he was intoxicated. I mean, what I see in that video is somebody who's having a hard time. He's very unsteady on his feet, and his words are obviously slurred, and he's very, yeah, there's no question that something's wrong. And it could be some sort of physical thing. Like I say, you know, those things have happened. Um, his office has yet to respond to media queries about it, so we just don't know what his answer is for that. But it was clear that uh, something's not right with the Speaker of the House up in Austin. Teresa Richards, congratulations. You're going to be joining me at the Gunslingers game this coming Sunday. Teresa, thank you very much for calling in and listening to the show. Teresa Richards is our winner. Now listen at 6.50 for another family four-pack coming up here on KTSA. I'm not a big follower of triathlons or marathons or any of those kind of thons i'm just not it's never been being a big runner's never been my thing just not a big deal for me but i do remember because uh when brent was doing the news here he was into it brent bowler he was really into running and so we used to talk about running and marathons and stuff all the time 
both on and off the air. And he was the first one to call my attention to Rick Hoyt and Rick's daddy, Dick Hoyt. Did those names mean anything to you? Well, okay, then let me tell you who they were. If you ever saw a news clip about the Boston Marathon, yeah, then you saw Rick Hoyt in his wheelchair being pushed by his father, Dick Hoyt. And in fact, they did it 40 times. The Boston Marathon, 40 times. You see, Rick had cerebral palsy and was wheelchair-bound. And his father, Dick Hoyt, who passed away in 2021, said, I'm going to make sure he's in the Boston Marathon every year. And he did. His dad would push for 40 years Rick in his wheelchair through the entire Boston Marathon. The good times, the bad, the hot weather, and the cold weather, and everything in between, they were always there. And they became quite the celebrities. They were featured on news channels all across America showing how awesome it was that this daddy had decided even when Rick became an adult, grew into adulthood, his daddy kept pushing him through the Boston Marathon because, you know, that's that's what daddies do. And, again, Dick died in, in 2021. Well, Rick died yesterday at the age of 61. They sure got to see a lot, thanks to his dad, who pushed him through 40 Boston marathons. Rick Hoyt passed away yesterday at the age of 61. Sun and clouds and a chance of thunderstorms later on this afternoon and tonight. Looks like a really good Memorial Weekend coming up weather-wise. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's Jack Riccardi, and you've heard me talk about the employee. Now on FM 1071. 606. Good morning, San Antonio. 210-599-5555. I am Trey Ware, along with Elaine and Jimmy and Don. And it was one year ago that we started to get the news in the morning of what was going on at Robb Elementary School. And then as the day went on, it just got worse and worse. And that was one year ago. I was in Uvalde just a couple of weeks ago. And it's obviously something that the people in that entire area, not just Uvalde itself, but the entire area, will live with forevermore. Much like Sutherland Springs. I was at Sutherland Springs the very next day, right after the shooting at the church there. Um, the same type of atmosphere exists uh, in Uvalde with the people there. My next guest is somebody that really blew into my radar screen um, on that date. And I said at that time, enjoy her work while you can because she's going national. And here we are a year later and she's here, but she, she's got a bright future in front of her. And she's been the lead reporter at KSAT concerning what's been going on at Uvalde. Lee Waldman is joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Lee, it's great to have you on the show this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. So today's the day, uh, one year later. I know there's there's a lot going to be going on. You guys got a special at 9 o'clock tonight. I want to make sure I get that in there, right? Yes, we do. It's called One Year in Uvalde, and it highlights some of what the families of victims are still feeling one year later. It highlights what the survivors from Classroom 112 experienced and how they're on their journey to recovery and you'll hear some stories you've never heard on TV before. I know that uh, Mark Austin, I saw him earlier this morning. He and I communicate, and I saw him down there. So you guys are there all day today. We are. Um, I'm heading out there around 8 o'clock this morning. Our morning team got there yesterday, so 
We'll be in Uvalde all day and probably a little bit into tomorrow as well. Um, they've got all kinds of plans today. I know the streets around Robb Elementary are shut down right now, and they're going to have special uh, memorials as the day goes on, bells tolling and things of that nature. What can you tell us about that? Well, there's uh, road closures around Robb. There's road closures around the downtown plaza where you've seen a lot of those crosses. There's murals painted throughout that community of the victims and of Joe and Irma together. Those are going to have road closures around them for safety reasons because the families of the victims are planning on walking the murals later on uh, this evening. There's a 10 a.m. church service at Sacred Heart Catholic Church that Archbishop Gustavo is going to be leading. Um, at 11.32, there's going to be a butterfly release at St. Philip's Episcopal Church. That time is significant because that's the time the shooting began this time last year. Um, at 12.49, there's going to be a bell toll. Again, that time is significant because that's the time that the classroom was breached by law enforcement outside. And then at noon, there's going to be mariachis from across Texas coming to the downtown plaza to perform at 5.30, there's going to be a community prayer and vigil at the county fairplex, hosted by city leaders and faith officials. And then at 7.30, the families are inviting the entire world to come and remember their loved ones for a candlelight vigil at the Valdi Memorial Park Amphitheater. So stuff going on all day today. Um, as they still continue to struggle with how their lives were drastically changed a year ago. And I know, like in your case, uh, I think the first time I saw you was when you were standing outside of the uh, rallying point where the parents were being brought to get the information on their students or on their on their children, and uh, you were live and you were saying to parents, "Please come on by." You were waving them by in the live shot. They were stopping, you know, so they wouldn't get in the picture. And you were saying, "No, come on by." And then you've been down there uh, more than anybody I can I can think of, as an objective uh, observer and reporter of facts, which is what a journalist is. But you're still human. So let me ask you, because I, all, everybody who is, is familiar with the story has been changed by this story. How has this changed you, and what have you heard from others about the way it's changed their lives, too? I think this story has changed, like you said, everyone who it's impacted because of how horrible it was and because of the act of hatred toward the most innocent in this world, these children and to teachers who gave their life trying to protect their kids and another teacher who was severely hurt trying to protect his kids. Um, I think as journalists, we have to understand we're also people first, that's and right. it's impossible not to have this story touch you in a way that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. Um, ABC News has been an open the bureau down there for the last year. They've actually moved into the community. And we've all talked about the fact that we've come to love the people we've met. We've loved their kids. We've loved their moms. And we're never going to have a chance to meet them. So I think that's how it changes you. It's more than a story. These are real relationships. Real relationships and real life. You know, a lot of times the things that we talk about are removed from us. And we can comment on them, in my case, uh, or report on them, in your case, as just somebody who's totally removed from it. But when you're there in the community and you're you're meeting these people and you're talking to these parents, it becomes very, very real at that point for you. Oh, absolutely it does. Because you're being let into a child's room that looks exactly how they left it. 
or a mom who finally got a house and her daughter always wanted her own room and she finally gave her the room she always wanted. So it's very real. We're touching their last items that they touched. Amory was an incredible artist and we were able to see the last things she made with her hands. It stated the day before she was killed. And so it's, it's very real and you realize the depth of people's pain that a year later has not changed because it's been an eternity since they were able to see their loved ones. Some of this is just going to be opinion, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, because I know you want to get down there and get busy. But um, do, do you believe that here we are a year later, are you starting to see signs of the healing process? I mean, for the families themselves, you, you never get over losing a child. I've lost two, so you never get over that. But do you, do you start to see now that they're getting back on track? I, I know I was talking to some businessmen down there a couple of weeks ago, and they said it's still difficult, but they feel like they're starting to recover at least some portion of their lives and move forward the best they can. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, too. Let me not blow past that. I'm very sorry for that. Um, as you'll see tonight in our, in our case at special, You'll hear from two moms, Amory Jo Garza's mom, Kim, who says, it's been a year, but the pain is still there. The emptiness is still there. And then Lexi Rubio's mom, Kimberly, she says the same thing. Moving on is accepting what happened to her child, and she'll never accept what happened to her child. So I think for these families, that healing has not started because the pain is still so real. I think if there was some real accountability or real justice for what happened on that day, which there has not been, then maybe that healing could start, but we're just not there still. Yeah. Well, we'll be watching tonight at nine o'clock. Great work. And I appreciate your time this morning, Lee. Thank you very much. Thanks for all you do. I appreciate you. Have a great day. That's uh, Lee Waldman from KSAT 12. And again, the special is at 9 o'clock tonight in case you want to check that out from Uvalde. They're down there all day today. I'm going to tell you about our friends over at Stevens Roofing. Hey, if that roof job needs to be done, these are the folks to call Stevens Roofing in San Antonio and have them come out. They're at stevensroofing.net online. That's where you can meet their company, meet their folks, and of course, see their work. And they do the finest work when it comes to roofing repair and replacement. Whether you want to talk about a metal roof and a nice, very popular standing seam metal roof composition which is shingles of course they've got all different grades and styles of shingles and colors of shingles if you want to match or contrast the look of your home or maybe the brick or whatever they can do that at stevens roofing and the thing you gotta love about stevens roofing is they are san antonio through and through born and raised here the company is all about san antonio and the surrounding area of course and taking care of folks just like you and me so don't mess with an out-of-towner that's just blowing through to pick up a few bucks no don't do that Get with the real people, the real San Antonians, to deal with your roofing issue. They understand our weather. They understand the hailstorms. They understand the wind that we have and the craziness that goes on, and they can fix your roof. Whether it needs to be repaired or replaced, turn to the best in the biz, stevensroofing.net. AccuWeather, sun and clouds, and a chance of a thunderstorm or two this afternoon and again in the overnight hours like we had last night. 87 for the high today, but i got to tell you, the upcoming weekend looks great. 65 right now at KTSA. Good morning. Would you- mm-hmm. 550 KTSA FM 107.1. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Mm. 
Hey, coming up at 6.50 this morning, another chance for a four-pack of tickets to see the Gunslingers this coming Sunday over at the Freeman Coliseum. I will be there, and I will see you there. After that segment right there, I need to lighten the load a little bit because we're a year into uh, the Rob Elementary School thing, and I just we gotta we got to take a little break from the hard stuff for just a second. Check this out, guys. See that? Does that look cool? You like that? It looks red. It looks red. It looks extremely red, doesn't it's it? A red it's a t-shirt. That's a bright, bright red t-shirt. It even tells you it's red. <laughs> it's exactly. It's got I can word red read Don Morgan. <laughs> okay, didn't know if you were colorblind. Well, or whatever. that's that's questionable though, right? Yeah. Whether he can read or not. Right. But. I got a degree, sir. <laughs> Wait, ninety-eight point five. No. It, uh, what? Southwest Texas State. Come oh, on. that's I'm a, a hey, I'm that's educated. a good school. I got a granddaughter there. So let's see here. Uh, remember everyone deployed. Red, red shirt. Micro- I like the microphone. He likes the microphone down here. Yeah, that's the microphone on the uh, Robert Dominguez had this made for me. Excellent. And sent it over here so I could wear it on Fridays. I think I might be able to get an arm in this thing. You made it a little bit small, Robert. I <laughs> I got to run some more laps around the the neighborhood. Oh, you got it. you got Hess Fitness, man. <laughs> that's Come on, right, that's right. Thank you. You can fit in that. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of cool. He had that made and sent it over to me. Very nice. Yeah, awesome for for Fridays. That's yeah. a great design. He, yeah. had, I mean, I hope he trademarked that logo. Seriously, or I hope nobody else did. You know what I mean? But that's a really <laughs> that's a legit logo. Isn't that great? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, he came up with that whole thing and then put the microphone on it. Excellent for. Uh, you know, obviously, because that's what I'm doing every day. But isn't that cool? I like that yeah, a lot. Not bad at all. So, um, got some guys over at the house painting yesterday, right? And they're painting my studio upstairs where I do the show sometimes when I'm oh, home. indoors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, I was like, yeah, painting no, right, yeah, with no, this no, weather? That's no, you're horrible. Right. You're right, yeah. no. Uh, and that's going to be done later. But, uh, you know, we're inside, right? So, and they're listeners to the show. So, good morning, John and his dad. So, anyway... Yesterday, he's getting ready to put the paint on because he textured the day before. Got the, all the texturing done. Looks good. Looks really good. So he comes walking in with the paint, and he holds up this package that says Aroma. And he said, here's the deal. Do you <laughs> why are you, do, are you doing this too? No, huh? no, I'm not doing that. You're familiar I, with yeah, it? Yeah. Because you're painting right now. Right. Okay. You can tell your story in just a second. So he holds up this package that says Aroma. He says, um... Look, if you don't like the smell of fresh paint, maybe some people gives a headache too. Now, yeah. I've always liked the smell of fresh paint. Mm-hmm. One of the things when I was a kid <laughs> that I had to do every Saturday at Pan American Speedway, my dad had me paint the entryway, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't need to be painted. Right. But when everybody would show up for the races and pay their money to walk in, they would smell this fresh paint. It was all about the show. And all that fresh paint meant that everything is beautiful and clean and fresh and cool. He was that's that's the way he was. Right. So I had to repaint the entryway of Pan American Speedway every week. So it was like 260 coats on there by the time I was done. And I'm only six, seven, eight, ten years old. That's what I, sure. I grew up. You right. know. So anyway, um, I told him. I said, Sure, why not? What? How, what's it gonna hurt? Aroma, and, aroma, aroma, right? Aroma. And so he said, "Okay, I'll put it in the paint." Well, it's fresh linen, uh-huh. fresh linen aroma. And I got to tell you, the entire neighborhood now smells like clean underwear. The entire, because <laughs> you can smell that stuff for miles away, man. Yeah, it's not some little old like uh, we're just going to give you a little t- hint of uh, of aroma. The entire house now smells like clean linens clean underwear 
But I mean, you know, I, I guess for some people that's better than so than you just paint. you just put a little drop in the paint. No, he's got this whole package and he mixes the package yeah. in the paint. It, so it's a lot of stuff, not a little. Well, bit. it's just a package that's like four mm. inches by three inches, yeah, it's, right? It fits in the palm of your hand. It's like an envelope. It looks like you know, it looks like people uh, oatmeal package for instant oatmeal. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But he says it. He told me he said this is uh, this going to last about six months. <laughs> oh boy. Whew, it's it's powerful. So you're going through the same thing? Yeah, I didn't use that though. Yeah, but, but when we were buying the paint, I I noticed that at the at the hardware store. Now, do they have other choices other than fresh? Yeah, they linen? had lilac and lilac. Yeah, who yeah, wants that, that? That would smell good. What, in the bathroom? La- lavender? Did they have lavender? I believe so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. For people like Trey, they had diesel. I was going to say. WD-40. I was going to ask if there was race car fuel. Right. It's some VP. Got some of that. Yeah. Yeah. VP-108. Burning rubber. <laughs> now, if they had that, I would have bought it right away. Yeah, I'm sure that would have gone over well. <laughs> well, it was funny because Nancy's office is downstairs and my studio is upstairs. Yeah. And she kept sending me notes because I was up in the studio and she was working with the travel company downstairs. She kept sending me notes going, yep, you really do smell like fresh linen up there. So it really does. It goes. Through, you open the front door of the house and you smell it. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give it to the housekeeper. The housekeeper? You have a housekeeper? Of course I do. <laughs> he does. Wow. Lourdes, yeah. she treats me very well she, once a month. You guys are, I'm sorry, what? She <laughs> treats me very well once a month. We have to applaud that. Man, I need a Lourdes. <laughs> as far as cleaning my house. You, oh, okay. you were complaining two days ago about eating bologna. I, I, I'm, I'm, That's I'm, why I'm eating bologna is because I'm paying for a housekeeper. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, he's starving right to death, but his house is <laughs> I mean, you immaculate. Know. We're we're cutting spending. I had to go buy a lawnmower to cut spending because I had a lawn guy, right? And we were looking at the bills on that and said, you know, you know, we could walk around this yard. We could do this for that amount of money. And we did. Right. And so get, we did. get exercise, yeah. be outdoors, enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. And knock out. That was Nancy's idea. She said, instead of walking the neighborhood, which we're all doing, uh, you know, exercise with a purpose, which means get out there and walk behind that lawnmower. And I said, have at it. And you know what? She did. She's loving it. Listen to this guy. She loves have it. Have at it. Have at it. Go, go right ahead. Archie Bunker over here. <laughs> it's true. Eat it. Elaine's- you out there mow the lawn here, huh? <laughs> it's like a Trey Ware's house. In the weekend. It's true. She, but she wanted to. It's yeah. not like I'm making her do anything. It's not like I got a whip in my hand right, saying, yeah. get out there, woman. Yeah, yeah. Woman, get out there. Squaw ten paces behind Brave Warrior. I don't do that. No. <laughs> you double dip. You save money. Get exercise. That's right. Well, yeah. Smart. I, do. I get exercise watching. So what is Elaine saying? <laughs> She has Ralph put on his Wranglers and get on a zero turn and ride around without a shirt on. Now you're talking. Wow. Now you're talking. Descriptive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, objectifying Ralph. Now I have to picture yeah. Ralph well, we without know, actually, a shirt on. We've, we've all objectified Ralph at one we were, point. I was about to say, yeah. I think we've all been down that road. <laughs> he's a good-looking man. He is a yeah. good-looking He's dude. very fit. Oh, good-looking son of a gun. <laughs> he really is. I don't, all of a sudden, I don't like Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to your neighborhood. When's the next yeah. cutting day? Right. <laughs> when does he got to cut again? I'm oh, coming she, to your she's place. She's going to charge us to go over and watch. Yeah, probably yeah, so. Probably. She just set up a booth out man. front. That's great. That's great. 
peep show. Five yeah, bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, coming up at f- uh, six fifty, another chance for a family four pack to see the Gunslingers this coming Sunday. I look forward to seeing you over there. I'm going to do a little speaking before the prayer and before my friend Randy Carroll. He's going to play the national anthem over there on his guitar and sing. He does a great job with that. So we'll see you at the game. And a six fifty is another chance to win coming up here on KTSA. Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat and AC at Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat and AC. They take care of you. They take care of what you need done when it comes to your plumbing issue. You just call Quarter Moon and they get right out there to you. And they get a truck that's fully stocked for you to take care of whatever the issue is. If you've got a, a leak in the house, they'll help you clean the mess up and they'll get that leak stopped and they'll repair it and they'll do it quickly. But being fast doesn't mean that they are messing around with quality. Quality is always what they're serious about at Quarter Moon is taking care of you and your family for the long haul. And then, of course, with your AC needs and the hot weather is going to be here. I was just reading a thing the other day that said they are predicting hotter than normal temperatures for this summer. I don't doubt that at all. You want to make sure that Quarter Moon takes a look at your AC system and goes through it completely from top to bottom and everything in between. And they'll take great care of you with one phone call. That's Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumonia. 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Well, Elon is getting all the great gets, right? I mean, over on Twitter, he he's going to have Tucker over there doing his show very soon, apparently. And uh, tonight, he's going to, well, uh, he's going to interview what it's going to turn out to be the worst kept you know political secret in the history of our world when he talks with ron desantis tonight who is going to announce his bid for president so we've got man we got a diverse crowd over on the republican side and the democrats are stuck with an old white racist um for now (laughs) uh but uh the wicked wicked uh witch of arkansas new york and washington is raising her head again so we got to talk about all this well, our great guy, John Hayward from Breitbart.com, Breitbart.com, joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. So I guess all the stars are starting to line up, huh, John? Well, it's an interesting move for DeSantis to announce this way on Twitter, and obviously it's going to bring in a lot of people who like Elon Musk, and it's going to bring in some static electricity from people who don't like Elon Musk, but they'll hate watch it so they can rip it up. And at this point, you want eyeballs on your presidential announcement, so that that's pretty shrewd of him. And I think there's a symbolic value to announcing on Twitter and making it clear free speech is one of the things DeSantis cares about. It's one of the things his campaign is going to be about, and Twitter is where you go right now if you want to wade into the free speech wars swinging hard punches that was exactly my thought is that this is uh once again on breitbart there's a uh study out this morning that shows or a poll that most americans believe the uh, media is the enemy of the people and I've, i preach that every single morning here and uh and i sit here and i pick apart like we have abc on this station and i can pick apart their lies of commission and omission uh all day long and the same is true of nbc and cbs so somebody like him is moving on from the traditional media. Trump was forced to move on from him. Now DeSantis is saying, nah, I don't care. He could have gone on Fox or any of the others and done this. In fact, I think he's going to be on Fox after after he makes the announcement on, on Twitter. So this is just saying to the old media, you know what, you don't matter anymore. And I think that's true. And he's, DeSantis has been pretty good up until now about fighting the traditional media. They've tried to lure him into to ambush interviews. They, they send reporters after him to try to make him look bad, and he's handled them quite adroitly so far. So it's a good sign that he's continuing that message that the legacy media is corrupt. He'll deal with them when he has to. Obviously, you know, they're going to report on his campaign. But he's making it pretty clear that he's not going to let them define his campaign, and that's a good thing. You know, obviously he's the one the Democrats are concerned about. It's almost as if they've already figured that Trump is not going to be 
be in the race anymore because they're not even talking about Trump. Maybe, you know, like his former attorney, Ty Cobb, says maybe Trump is going to be in jail or something like that. But they've already moved on, and the Democrats are already fighting, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis uh, with the NAACP leading off this week. Don't go. If you're black, don't go to Florida because, you know, the governor down there, he's going to kill you himself. You know, that's it. If you're black, they're just killing black people down there in Florida. And uh, and then Hillary, of course, yesterday, who's back in the race, clearly, with what she said two days ago about Joe Biden's age and now yesterday about don't go to Florida. It's horrible down there for for you black people. Um, so what what do you think? I mean, he, he's been your governor for, for this long. What do you think about Ron DeSantis, and what do you think about all this you're hearing from the Democrats on the left? Well, it's obvious uh, the left is hysterically terrified of him. They look at what he did in Florida. They imagine that extrapolated across the United States, and they see a Reagan-Mondale landslide, you know, if they, if they don't stop it. So they've got to get in there and bloody him up and dirty him with these wild, hysterical, fantastical stories. Meanwhile, we find out that all the leaders of the NAACP are vacationing in Florida <laughs> with their kids. <laughs> Which... I always wonder what it's going to be. All my life I've wondered, what are these callow leftists going to do that's going to finally start breaking their captive demographics away from them and make them realize how much they think you're stupid? If you're an NAACP member, if you're a black voter, they think you're a moron. They're, they're peddling this hysterical garbage about how Florida's going to kill you while they're down there enjoying vacations with their kids and laughing to each other at the thought that any of you would be dumb enough to believe them when they say this nonsense. It's absolutely Is this true. Is going to be it? Is this going to be what it takes? Is this going to be the, the terminal level of stupidity that's going to start peeling Democrat voters away and make them realize how much their party despises them and insults their intelligence? You know, uh, but they've done that for years, right? And they have assumed that uh, particularly minorities, racial minorities in particular, black people, they, the, the Democrat Party has for years toyed with them, played with them, and tried to make it seem as if they're so stupid they can't figure this out. It was that Texan LBJ, who I have no love for at all, who told uh, the world that after he passed the Civil Rights Act, he would have those blank words, the N-words, voting Democrat forever. And, you know, what we see going on in California is a, is a current example of that, where you've got them dangling reparations in front of these people that you know is not going to happen. It's never going to happen, but all they're doing is saying if you'll vote Democrat, you got a chance at reparations. You vote Democrat, you got a chance at reparations. Well, black people are not stupid, and Democrats have, have forever thought that they were and they could lead them around. Hey, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, said Joe Biden. And meanwhile, they're trying to say they're killing black people down in Florida. Don't go to Florida. And as you rightly pointed out, they're all down in Florida partying, having a good time, all the leadership of the NAACP and the Democrat Party, too. And all the people that are moving to Florida. I mean, it's a stampede. I live in Florida, and I'm telling you, the state's filling up. You know, we're running out of real estate on the coast <laughs> because everybody's moving here as fast as they can. That is going to be really hard to get around with a political, ideological message that assumes the people listening to it are stupid idiots that can't believe what they're seeing with their own eyes and instead believe our Democrat Party dogma. That just might be too much. And DeSantis is a shrewd guy that's not going to back down. I think they're going to find it very, very difficult to keep peddling this idea idea that you know if you go to florida and you're you're gay or black or whatever you're going to die because everybody here is pretty happy a lot of black Floridians are starting to speak up for DeSantis and saying it's nonsense I, I moved here and i'm happy it's absolutely true one thing i think you could do better than anybody that i know and that is tell the country how things are in florida uh charlie hurt said last night on fox news that um, you know, one thing about Trump is America went through the Trump years and people in Nebraska and Iowa, they know exactly what they're going to get with Donald Trump. 
because his policies directly affected them. But for the for the rest of us now, I've been observing Ron DeSantis for years now. I've been watching him, and then of course uh, since he became uh, governor in your state, I've been watching him closely, and I've been a big fan, big fan of what he has done down there. But for people who who are not touched by his policies and don't know what the the things that he has accomplished along with a great legislature down there, just thumbnail it for us. I mean, is it would would what he's doing in Florida would it be good for America? Absolutely, it would be. The business boom down here is incredible. His stewardship during the pandemic was exemplary, while a lot of other governors were just falling apart at the seams as the panic waves hit. He stood up. He, he At first, he made a few mistakes. Everybody did. He came back from it. People down here love him for that. The hurricane disaster response is one of the reasons he had such a romp in his last election. He was incredible during the hurricane, and people here remember things like that. And I think one other thing, if you're in Nebraska or what have you, and you want to know what he's all about, look at how he He's gone out of his way to fight fights that everybody said he couldn't win, and the media was 100% against him, but he stood up for kids. He stood up for families. He stood up for people when there was no reason to do it, and every reason not to, basically, was laid out for him politically, and he did it anyway. And that's, you know, if you're looking for somebody that's willing to fight for you, he's proven that he is. I remember when he stepped up to the podium during the pandemic or right as it was easing or whatever it was, and all those people behind him had those masks on, those stupid, silly masks that didn't do any good, and we said so all along, and now, you know, the the in crowd has had to admit, now the masks weren't working all that well, but he walked up to all those people and said, take those masks off. They do no good whatsoever. They mean absolutely nothing. This is political theater. Get those masks off. And then he turned around to give his speech, and I went, yeah, that's a that's my man right there. You step up and you say something like that. And nobody else would say it at that time, and he did. He was very bold. And, and I think conversely, if you're the Trump campaign and you want to shift out of a mode of just blindly attacking DeSantis with everything you can a hundred times a day, one of the things you rationally need to do here is convince people that you aren't going to get rolled like you did last time because Trump got rolled. Trump was putty in the hands of, of the pandemic panickers. He got rolled by the media. He tends to flip-flop around to whoever's going to give him good coverage and say nice things about him. If you're Donald Trump and you want my vote, you've got to convince me you're not going to be like that anymore. And I don't know that he's putting any effort into that yet but that would definitely be my advice to his campaign that's what you're going to have to tell people any chance on planet earth or any other planet that the two of them come together and run together uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think this is a, you know, in wrestling, they call it Kifabi when they're pretending to fight with each other. I don't think this is Kifabi. I think there's real, real bad blood there. I could see a moment coming where one or the other of them doesn't continue their campaign. We don't know how it's going to play out. And at that point, maybe the one who drops out would be gracious and, and support the other one and say that we just need to defeat the Democrats. It's what's best for the country. I kind of have a hard time imagining Donald Trump doing that, to be honest. But I, re- I think the bad blood between them is real. And I don't really see a a, a fusion ticket coming anytime soon the next several months are going to be interesting and i'm looking forward to being with you every week on them and thank you very much john appreciate your time as always looking forward to it take care thank you john hayward from breitbart.com the author of dr zero year one we'll take a quick break when we come back i-35 and your chance at tickets to see the gunslingers trey Ware, ktsa hey it's jack riccardi and you've heard me talk about the employee game on sunday that's the guy i want there yeah And I want you to be there, okay? So if you're calling number five right now at 210-599-5555, you'll join me Sunday at the Gunslingers game of the Freedom and Coliseum. Call number five right now, 210-599-5555. 
By the way, uh, our pledge line is still open. If you want to leave that uh, a Pledge of Allegiance uh, on the pledge line, I'll give you that number here in a couple of seconds to give you a chance to do that. All of us go 35, right? So yesterday, and, and I always check. I, I often check with you personally, Don, or I always check with Debbie before I leave to go 35 because 9.9 .9 times out of 10, 5.5 days out of the week, uh, I'll leave here, and 35 is screwed up. Right. Right. Because you're, you're up there at the tail end of the drive. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So I didn't hear anything yesterday, so I'm thinking, ha-ha. And it's a little light traffic, by the way, because I guess we're already moving into the summertime. It, typically, it doesn't fall off until after Memorial Day when traffic really starts to get light, but it looks like we're just lightening up anyway right now. So it wasn't that bad between here and Topperwine. But I get to Topper Wine, and <laughs> you're smiling. Brakes are slamming on. Mm -hmm. And I'm – here's the problem. I'm in the left-hand lane, which means wall. You can yeah. roll down the window and touch the wall. You've got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. And I look over to the right of me, and it's a line of cars. Stuck. Can't do anything. And I, I – I try for, you know, after all my years in racing to give myself an out. You know, you got to have a place you can go, right? And I, I didn't have one. Stupid me. So I'm behind this car, and we're stopped, and I'm looking up at this box truck. You know, like those delivery trucks that don't have a front end on them? You can see the guy's knees and the steering wheel, right? Yeah. He's driving towards you. Well, I'm watching. It's him and another guy. He's got a passenger with him, and here they come. And I'm going to get a truck enema. It's going to happen. It's just He's going to yeah. end up right in a bad, bad spot. Right. Here he comes. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, I can't go anywhere. So, boom, it's going to happen any minute. And at the last second, he, yeah, I started a tense up. I did the whole thing. And at the last second, he got stopped. And I look up there at him, and he's got that stupid telephone in his hand, man. He's a texting away. And that's why he almost rammed it in my rear, man. He was he was like two inches from, from hitting me, just barely missed. And I don't know what the deal is. I know all the well, construction. did you get out and kick his ass? No, or? Okay. I don't, you don't do that these days. You, that, well, you, that, you don't. Next, next trip is the morgue. <laughs> no, that's that's morgue country, man. That's I, why we have car insurance. Let yeah, them hit yeah. you. Yeah, and that's, that's you're correct. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you've got a great-looking x-ray as it is. That's so. why you got Thomas J. Henry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, four, 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 yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, so the lanes are messed up. There's no, you know, I finally got up there far enough. It was, it was stopped. I was able to get off in front of Academy. And right there, they had an accident that shut it all down. There was like four EMS units and two fire trucks, and every cop Selma had was there, and it was all shut down. The lanes are all screwed up. Now, I, I don't, I, I'm not a guy who builds roads or highway construction. I'm just a guy who drives on them at all hours of the day and night. It's messed up. Uh, I know they're doing, and I think they're doing great work. I'm not criticizing their work over there, but they need to rework their temporary laneage. <laughs> Because it is such a screwy mess right now that every day, right. every day, every day, there's a wreck that is shutting down the highway. Not just causing a little slowdown, but closing the highway. And if that's going on every day, the lanes are screwed up. There's got to be a better way. This is within a, what, three-mile radius yeah. that yeah. we always have those problems. Yeah. I would I say from O'Connor or Judson, on up through like where Ratama yeah, is. Like, yeah, in, yeah, up just towards 3009 mm -hmm. in that area. Yeah, so. 
Yeah. And now they're doing work up there yep. uh, by 3009 because they're putting the bridges in there, too. So, yep. anyway, it's a, it's a screwed-up mess. And I, I realize we're going to have screwed-up mess with the overpasses and everything that they're building, right? I get that. But they've messed up on how they have reconfigured the lanes, and people are crashing. And I, yesterday, if, if that would have been a crash, that would have been on that guy for texting. He was texting, and please – when you're driving through construction, it, you, you shouldn't text anywhere, but driving through construction, good especially. God. Especially, yeah. right? And we're supposed to be doing 55 during this stretch. Well, that's of, not happening. No, it's no. not. It no. is not happening. In, in fact, I'm 18 having 18-wheelers, nobody. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. doing 55. That's it. I'm having to break the law to be safe. Think no, about yeah, that for a minute. Fair. If I don't, If I don't break the law, I'm being unsafe. I'm going to hurt myself or somebody else. You have to go faster. Or you're going to be a you know rolling chicane and cause a wreck. So I'm, you have I'm going to, go. to use that excuse later. <laughs> when, when a cop stops you. If I you. get stopped for speeding. Because <laughs> guess what? I drove into work today. So if I get stopped, yeah, I was just doing it for my own safety. That's exactly right. You know? I, I, I'm, this is a public safety yep, thing exactly. right here, officer. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It, it, it truly is a messed up deal on 35. Yeah, those, and I expect it to be messed up because of construction. i got no problem with that. Right. But it's extra messed up because they've reconfigured the ra- lanes wrong. They, did it, they, they screwed up the lanes. Yeah, those, those lane shifts yeah. are confusing as all it's get bad. out. I mean, they're clearly marked, but yeah. not really. So No. And they and they they're all uneven because they didn't come in and lay new asphalt where all the holes are. Right, so you're falling just, off in a hole. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. You're all over the place. They just ground down the old hub. Yeah, the old. That's all it is, and it's just a mess. Yeah. So anyway, just my two cents on that. Where and Rima coming up next. KTSA. Hey there, San Antonio. It's been a tough couple of weeks with all. 